somewhere more liberal, say like the West Coast or a big city that's more kind of open-minded. I don't know if events would have unfolded the way that they did. So keep that in mind. Diagnostic and statistical, st- fuck, diagnostic and statistical manual of Nathan. Oh my God. There is nothing worse than when you have a deadline and you're trying to fucking record and your son is out there fucking whining. So I'm sitting here trying to record and getting irritated. So I thought I would just chat with Jens and make a Patreon episode out of it. Just um, just a little free-form chat. How does that sound? Um, <clears throat> I'm really mad at Nathan. I'm not speaking to him right now. I was in my bedroom, <clears throat> excuse me, eating pizza. And, of course, I put him out, you know, so I could eat. So I leave um, the bedroom to throw my pizza away. And there I step in a pile of poop. I'm like, Nathan Sullivan... You're, it, he did it on purpose because I shut him out of the bedroom. So, can you hear him whining out there? Oh, I got a two excedrin headache. And I just took two excedrin. And this is the, uh, that's him trying to break down the baby gate. The, one of the stressors of podcasting. When your child won't let you podcast um it's a thing it's a it's a thing and um, he acts like he's throwing temper temper tantrum right now he acts like i never pay attention to him and i literally he's what they call a velcro dog like he's always up my ass literally and he's mad because he can't get in here with me and if i let him in here he would walk around on the floor and you would hear the little ticky tick of his nails. And just because he snorts, you know, he's because he's pug and makes all kinds of noise. There's no such thing as a pug being quiet. They just can't. And they can't help it because they oink and snort and stuff. And um, <clears throat> so I thought I'd share this with you. I like to, um, when I eat, I'm a weird, very weird person. I can't just eat. I have to either read or watch TV. Like, um, usually what what I watch is YouTube on my tablet. And um, I love to watch amusement park stuff. Imagine that. And I was watching something about weird dark rods. And they had this. It was like a knockoff of Disney World in China. I don't know what it was called. I don't even think it's still there. But... Okay, I know I'm going to get hate for this, but I don't like Disney stuff. I don't like Disney characters, Disney movies, like anything Disney. I I just, it makes my stomach turn because it's like they own every fucking thing in the world. They have their fingers in movies and TV and, I mean, like everything. And it's, they're so... Like greedy and 
it, it's just such a turnoff to me. But anyway, um, and Walt Disney himself, I read a, a really good biography on him. He was not very nice. Let's just put it that way. And um, anyway, this amusement park, they had the seven dwarfs. Or, you know, characters dressed up, people dressed up. And the real seven dwarfs to me, like the Disney World, when I was a little kid, um, I was terrified of costume characters. Like if we would go into a mall and I would see Santa, I mean, I would just, it was such a phobia. It was, I mean, I, I don't know, the, or the Easter Bunny or um, like the, our local amusement park, their thing. I mean, oh my God. You'd think I, I thought it was going to like eat me and kill me or I don't know what. But um, I'm not afraid of them, of course, but I don't appreciate costume characters. If I'm at a park and um, I see the whatever it is in the costume, I'm like, oh, there's, okay, what do you call it? It certainly doesn't interest me or, you know, anyway. Anyway, the point is that they had these at this park in China, the, the Seven Doors, and their eyes. I don't know who made their eyes, but they looked so fucking high. They were frightening. They were like the Seven Dwarfs on LSD. And if I would have been a kid and saw seven of these things, I would have literally had a heart attack. Or at least, at the very least, peed myself. Um, so, costume characters. Not a fan. Never been a fan. Okay, so it's 6 o'clock in the morning. I have a terrible headache. I'm irritated. I'm mad at him. I'm, like, really frustrated right now. I'm having a hot flash on top of it. So, I'm just going to chat with him. What do you want to chat about? By the time you're, you'll be hearing this, it'll be November, because um, you know, that's when I'm going to start my Patreon. So, let me know. If you're hearing this, I'm assuming that you really like me, because obviously you're Patreon, and you paid to hear this, which, I don't know if that's good or bad. You're literally paying to hear me just sit here and complain. That is actually a pretty cool gig, if you can get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but let me know if you have any specific things that you would like to chat about, and I will gladly address them. I love when yins interact. I love when yins make suggestions and say, oh, you know, I would like to hear this case or that case, or can you talk about this or that, or just give an opinion or anything. I really love that. I have a couple friends in Sweden, loyal listeners. I'm going to give them a shout out. I don't know if they'll hear this or not, but I love Sweden. Um, my favorite hockey player of all time, Peter Forsberg, is from Sweden. Um, my favorite band, ABBA, is from Sweden. I think I'm like a wee little bit Swedish. The Avalanche captain, Gabe Landeskog, is from Stockholm. Love him. So there's a really lot of cool stuff that comes from from Sweden. I've always had this fascination with Scandinavia 
in general. I don't know why. Denmark, I've always wanted to go to Copenhagen, or I I think they call it Copenhagen with a K. The um, there's an amusement park there called Tiv. I think it's Tivoli Gardens, and it's one of the oldest amusement parks in the world, and it is so beautiful. They have these lights like at night. They everything's all like lit up, and um, I found pictures of it when I was a kid, and this is like way before. But this is back in the Stone Age when we painted pictures on cave walls, right? Now, this is before the internet, so I don't even know where I found these pictures. But I'm like, oh my god, that is the coolest place I have ever seen. And I want to go there someday. And what I used to do is I used to, I don't know, for magazines, or I don't even know where I got them, find pictures that I thought were really cool. And I didn't have any, I mean, there was no like... um I don't know, Madonna or whoever. No, no, like, stuff like that. Like, normal kids, because we all know I wasn't normal. Um, no, like, posters or anything like that. I would cut out magazine pictures of places. Like, pretty pictures that I thought were cool. And I have a, a certain fascination with water. Like, lights. I, I think it's an autistic thing. Um... Like the dancing fountains, you know, with anything that's lit up, anything that's like um, cities at night or, or lights. or And I had these pictures taped up all over my bedroom. And um, now I collect postcards. And at one time I had 10,000 of them. And do you know how much room 10,000 postcards takes up? A lot. I had them in the shoebox type plastic containers. And what I would do is I would get on eBay and I would bid on like a shit ton of them. And that's what it said. That's what the description would say, which said shit ton of postcards. <laughs> Not really. It would say something like huge lot, massive lot. And if it was a hundred, I mean, that's nothing. It had to be at least a thousand for me to even bother with. So the postcards would come and I would sort them. And this was fun. I mean, this was my hobby. This is what I did. Say, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe. Oh, my God, I'm old. And um, I would sort them by type, like place, down by uh, continent, country, whatever. And then further down by city. And then I would have little, uh, like, you would call them tabs. And I would have, like, okay, say, um, California. And there's a lot of... It's a big state. There's a lot of attractions, so there were a lot of postcards. And I would have, like, I don't know, San Francisco. And I would have all all the San Francisco, but, like, and come to think of it, that sounds kind of OCD, which I am newly diagnosed with. And, um, but it it was so much fun. And I had amusement park postcards. Now, those were special. Those actually had their own box, like Cedar Point had its own category. Disney World, you know, any amusement parks. And I still have, I don't know, a few hundred. I decided they took up too much room and I sold them. And the ones that I still have are in a, like a shoebox type thing. And the ones that, if anybody cares, the ones that I still kept, oh, I use them as bookmarks. That's what I do with them. So they're, um, so I can still enjoy them. Amusement park, postcards, 
places I've been, like if I go someplace for real and I'll always buy a postcard that's like my souvenir of this place. So any, any place I've actually been. And um, when my mom, uh, they go to Mexico a lot without me, of course. But whenever they go somewhere or, or somebody I know goes somewhere, they're like, do you want anything? I'm like, yeah, you know, you know me, postcards. So they'll, they'll bring me back postcards. And anything, like I just said, that's like fountains or watery things or, oh, Vegas, of course, because that's my favorite city. The beach or just scenes that I like. Um, anything that's like pretty for me to look at. I'm like a real visual person. Those are the ones that I still have. And my ploy is working. He is giving up Nathan. He stopped his temper tantrum. I think he realizes he's not getting in here. I think that I can go over to the other or like channel, my other file that I'm doing my recording on. The, it's called Pazuzu, Pazuzu 2. It's what I'm working on, trying to finish up fucking Pazuzu. And in case you're wondering, I'll just add this. There's certain cases that I think, well, Pazuzu is one. It's like I am so tired of looking at his fucking face. It just seems like this has been going on forever, researching him and talking about him. I mean, it it's like I'm so tired of him. And you do get um, cases affected differently, as I've been doing this for a while now. Some of them, there was one case I found. I don't know what it was. It was obviously a one-parter. I, I literally found the case, did the research, wrote up a quick little script, recorded it and edited it all in one day. I was like, holy shit, that's a record. And it it just seems like this one is just dragging on. And it gets to the point where I don't want to look at, well, can you blame me for not wanting to look at him? I don't want to talk. I'm so tired of talking about him. I'm just, I am totally pazuzued out. Like it's, it's, and um, there were a couple other people like that that just like, when this is going to end, I'm, I'm tired of talking about this person. I'm tired of looking at him. Dr. Death, Dr. Dunch. Oh, my God. That was a four-parter. And I researched that for a long time because there was a lot of material. But it turned out to be worth it because, believe it or not, and I still can't believe this, those are my, t his, you know, it was a four-parter. Those were my top four episodes ever. Well, since February. It's only, what, eight months or so. One of those episodes alone got like 1,500 downloads. I was like, wow. So hopefully some of those people listen to it because the idea was to get give, give them the hook. Like, here's a popular topic. Because I coincided it with the documentary, which of course I did on purpose. And, you know, I wanted people to listen for the topic and then get to like me. or You know, get to like the podcast and stick around. So I, I don't know if that worked or not. I don't know. But I'm going to go talk about Pazuzu. All right. Chat with you later.